Pay big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big in all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, a start in Maine. Mass shooting, David. Oh, a horrible situation unfolding last night is 18 people, authorities are saying today now, 18 people were killed in a pair of mass shootings last night in Lewiston, Maine. Uh, the suspect is a guy named Robert Card. He's 40, and the cops are still looking for him. Um, uh, police say he shot up a bowling alley, then opened fire at a restaurant about four miles away. Uh, Robert Card is in the Army Re- Reserve. He enlisted in 02. No combat deployments. Uh, and according to a law enforcement memo that was circulating last night, he's also a firearms instructor. He had made threats to carry out a shooting at a National Guard facility yeah. and had reported hearing voices. A deeply disturbed individual. Okay. And so then, yeah, I mean, as far as the law goes, he shouldn't have had what he had as yeah. far as the weapons go. Well, we, yeah, and we still need to see what all transpired uh, right. uh, moving in. There's still a lot of unknowns uh, right now about the circumstances of how he attained the or how he got the, the firearms, whether or not he had them before, whether or not he wasn't eligible to have them anymore. That's all stuff that will come out a little bit later. Obviously, authorities in uh, in Maine are tending to the wounded and looking for this guy right now. And just as an observation, David, I think you mentioned, Scott, you mentioned it too. Uh, The coverage of this is a little different than what we've seen in the past. You know, yeah, I I was noticing that and I thought, well, maybe this is a, a terrible take. I mean, certainly it's getting a ton of coverage and it should. I mean, the guy did something monstrous, heinous. Yeah. And is still on the run. Obviously, that is a big story, but yes. it just doesn't seem like it's hit that like two eleven. Like I, for example, I thought it, it, the media was more frantic when uh, when Italy elected their new leader. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Georgia Maloney, because mm-hmm. they were saying, "Oh my gosh, she's like a new fascist," and blah blah blah. I thought there was more intensity about that as opposed to this story about you know 18 people being murdered at a bowling alley in a restaurant not not saying that's necessarily bad it, it was just a you know by which i mean i think it's okay to take a breath and wait to gather the facts uh before you start slinging all the hot takes but it just but really does very, seem it, it's very unusual for that to happen yeah what you just described practically never happens right ever i, I agree with you and I suppose part of it is because of the coverage of what's happening in Israel, the Gaza Strip, and then everything that's going along with that in our country with all of the protests. 
and for most of America, it's pretty sickening what we're seeing yeah. when it comes to those protests. You know, like one of the narratives has been, well, this isn't so much against Israel as much as it's just a heart for the Palestinian people, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, wait a second. It doesn't seem to be that way at some of these rallies like that one in New York, for crying out loud. On the count of three. One, two, three. The f*** Israel! Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty anti-Israel to me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and a lot of people have talked about, and this is over time, like the U.N. is useless. Some would say worse than useless. Yeah. And you had the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, um, with another one of these. Uh, yeah, I suppose what Hamas did was bad, but right here we go. The however, comma. Yeah, this. I just want to get your reaction to what again. This is the UN Secretary. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring, and kidnapping of civilians, or the launching of rockets against civilian targets. All hostages must be treated humanely and released immediately and without conditions. It is important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. Okay, I just saw a rolling of the eyes there. Mm -hmm. I'll let it finish. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence. Their economy is stifled. Their people displaced and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Okay. That's Hamas talking points. Well, well, well yeah, what political solution has Hamas been, as the representatives of the people of Gaza, right. what political solutions have they actually sought? That's just it. Two-state solution? Nope. Don't want it. There's only one solution. Israel to be gone. And so, after that, especially in Israel, you had people saying, are you serious? The UN right now? Because they feel like everyone's against them. Um, so then you had the ambassador from Israel. They got up and spoke. And it was strong. When you say those terrible words that these heinous attacks did not happen in a vacuum, you are tolerating terrorism. Secretary General must resign. Because from now on, every day that he is here in this building, unless he apologizes immediately, today we called him to apologize, there's no justification to the existence of this building. Well, yeah. yeah. Is the UN even relevant anymore? No, I mean, I, I don't think it's... I think it's worse than useless. I think it's, it's I do. actively I agree with nefarious. You. I and, agree with you. I mean, you think about it, they actually had a committee right after the terror attacks in Israel, everyone stood up for a minute of silence for the Palestinian people. Right. That's right. Russia's a member. Yeah, and, I mean, you, 
<laughs> you got China on the Human Rights Council or whatever. I mean, no, it's no, ridiculous. It's, it's a joke. No, it's and, an absolute joke. You know, it was another one of these things that used to you a UN resolution back in my day really meant something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we were conditioned for that to mean a Absolutely. lot and carry a lot. And now I look at these people, and I'm like, Who, what the hell is going on here? Well, and again, why are we funding this? For a lot of people, okay, you can say what you want about Trump because goodness knows he's got his flaws, <laughs> okay? Really? But man, did he highlight that mm -hmm. as far as the UN? Absolutely true. And I mean, he was shining the light on a whole lot of things that before were like these sacred cows. Well, you, you can't say that. And he just said it. And it turned out on a lot of things, he was absolutely right yeah we financed this thing man oh man you know what? we need to turn that building in new york into a migrant shelter david that is you should yep well they had the big meeting look at all the people that didn't show up yeah. that's how much people really take it seriously anyway that was just a month ago or so anyway moving on uh president biden mm -hmm. david said what well, Joe Biden was asked about the uh, Chinese government stealing intellectual property from the United States and other uh, nations around the world. I mean, that's that's their bread and butter is just stealing information from other countries uh, to make a cheap Chinese knockoff version of whatever it is that they stole. Uh, and he started talking about bizarrely building a railroad in the Middle East as a way of competing against China's infrastructure programs. What? Okay. We want to, for example, at the, G, at the G20, we were able to act on a proposal I had to bring, to build a railroad from all the way from Riyadh, all the way through the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Israel, up through Greece, and then across, the, not the railroad, but pipeline across the, the, the Mediterranean up into Europe. <laughs> I'm laughing. God. Or only more at Robin. It's and the just, yeah, Mike. You're talking about a pipeline, a railroad? I don't understand. What, what are we talking about? I don't know. I thought you could clue me in, honestly. Is I everyone don't, just in the dark on this? What is he, he talking about? He went railroad about? for quite a while. Yeah. Before I, he realized he said a railroad and shifted a pipeline. I, I went and read the transcript, and I really don't know what he was referring to. A pipeline would make more sense if that's what he's talking about, but... Uh, uh, because not a railroad, but uh, I don't know. I don't think hmm. he's talking about achieving peace in the Middle East through high-speed rail. But <laughs> Well, that was all the rage in the United States, well, I don't he's... know, 15 years ago. <laughs> We're going to have high-speed rail, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, forget that. It's going to be throughout the Middle East or a pipeline or, a or pipeline. something. And that happened at the G20. What, what great is, ideas. What are we what? carrying through the pipeline, by the way? I, I assume it would be... Uh, gas oil? or oil. Oil, I mean, gas. Well, it better be green, buddy. Right. Green gas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> do you want four more years of that? Do you really, America? Do you really want four more years of that? No. You look at I the polling, of course man. they don't. That's, no, we can't do it. That's crazy. Uh, yesterday, Speaker of the House was named. Yeah. Uh, so we're through with that. Yeah. Uh, and in honor of House Speaker Mike Johnson, this is making the rounds. It's a... Uh, this is just on a lighter note here. It's yes. a TV commercial from the 1980s. Dead serious. Not supposed to be funny. Mm -mm. But it's for Johnson Boats. They're advertising outboard motors. No euphemism. No euphemism here. But this is incredible. 
You've got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. <laughs> Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Yes, without a hint of humor. No, no. <laughs> None whatsoever. Uh, like completely straight. It meant something different then. Okay. They were talking about outboard motors, man. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, your girl and your Johnson. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Chicago is paying a company $40 million to house migrants? Okay, we got to get to that much more coming up. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so got the uh, illegal alien problem uh-huh. all over the United States. Really affected some big cities. Mm-hmm. And Chicago is one of those. Uh, yeah, and more and more residents are getting pretty upset at uh, the city just sort of sitting back and taking it when they're you know getting flooded with tens of thousands of migrants. Now, again, the, the, a lot of the narrative is that this is coming from Texas. Like Governor Abbott is sending busloads of people, and he is sending busloads of people. But you got to remember, uh, a, a lot of the people who are winding up in Chicago are being sent up there by way of the Biden administration. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> it's not all Greg Abbott. He's just the one who like drew a bright red circle around 
uh, what, what the entire situation was. Yep. Uh, and now the outrage is that Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration quietly signed a new $40 million agreement this week with a Kansas-based company called Favorite Healthcare Staffing to continue to staff the city's migrant shelters through October of next year. Oh, So they're like, wait a minute, we're spending $40 million that we don't have to house these folks. Um, and the people who are going to be running this make more money than a lot of like public health officials in the city of Chicago. Man, oh man. Whew. And of course, we've had audio and you may have heard some of the local meetings that are happening in different neighborhoods. And the citizens feel like, hey, you're selling us out. We don't have resources ourselves. Right. You promised us when we elected you that you were going to help us. Where's our help? And you could argue, well, do they really need the help? Well, that's probably an argument for another time. The reality is these leaders have told the citizens that they're victims for years, yeah. and only they can help them. So then they elect them, and then they don't help them. And that cycle goes on and on and on. Yeah. But now you have a whole other group of people being flooded in that are getting all these resources that apparently didn't exist before. Hmm. It's almost like people may be catching on to this game. They just want your vote. You know, I mean, and here you are. You probably owned a tent company for years and it's been passed down through your family and things have suffered through the years. You haven't sold a lot of tents because camping may be at a low. But all of a sudden you see your increase in tents and you wish, well, I should have bought some stock in tents. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's booing business right now. And, of course, you're talking about tents. You're talking about also being outside. Yes. I'm not going to say, you know, Chicago winters. Oh, God. Okay. Or like, say, Green Bay winters. But it's in the realm. Yeah, it's you're, a pretty yeah, brutal you're in the winter. same ballpark, yeah. You get the wind ripping through there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting. Should Meanwhile. Have, should have hung on to your campers, everybody. Uh, a congressperson had to uh, plead guilty for something, David? Uh, yeah. Well, re- remember the fire alarm puller? Oh, oh, Jamal yeah. Bowman. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Bowman. Yeah. yeah. Get the fire out. Right. <laughs> well, he pleaded guilty in D.C. Superior Court on charges that he illegally pulled a house office building fire alarm, which he did, if you remember, during the uh, continuing resolution government funding bill. Oh, yeah. He says he was in a hurry and misread the sign. The sign which said, emergency exit only, alarm will sound. But apparently, oh hey, who hasn't been late to a meeting and panicked and pulled the fire alarm? Yeah, he says he didn't. One hundred percent of the population, (laughs) right? Yeah, so uh, he has to write a letter of apology to the U.S. Capitol Police and pay a thousand dollar fine. If he doesn't uh, write the letter of apology, he faces six months in jail and that one thousand dollar fine. You know, didn't he interrupt the work of Congress? He did. That was an insurrection, sir. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> now, he didn't own this at first. No. So now if he's got to apologize, is that going to be a real apology? Or well, no, was it, I made a mistake? I think it was, I made a mistake. I, he, They seem to have settled on that, that he didn't realize that pulling that lever that says fire alarm on it would set off the fire alarm. 
Which is actually worse than I pulled the fire alarm to delay a vote on the government funding bill. Okay. You know, I guess there's too many other things going on. We could certainly play the game of, can you imagine if that was a Republican? Oh, gosh. Do you know people could have been harmed right. during this stunt? Well, insurrection, be be, they'd be screaming it. Of course, yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today would be? Well, I think probably uh, paying attention to what's happening in Maine right now as 18 people were killed God. in a shooting last night in Lewiston, and the gunman is still at large. Um, I mean, I don't know. Potentially, he's somewhere in the woods and he's killed himself. But And so they're just looking for his body, but uh, they haven't seen him. Uh, since yeah, to be night. safe, you got to tell people to lock down. And Absolutely. no school. Yeah. That's surrounding towns as well. So, yeah, definitely keeping an eye on that. Um, something else we got to get to, the Minneapolis City Council candidate there. Um, did they really say that white people can't talk about Palestine? Uh, yeah. What? Oh, can't wait to hear that beauty. And much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, still waiting for any update out of Maine, David. Yeah, where 18 people were murdered by a lunatic gunman in Lewiston, Maine. The suspect is Robert Card. He's 40. Uh, he's an Army reservist. Apparently it had some mental health issues. A couple uh, of weeks in a, in a hospital, yeah, correct? Yeah, and had uh, been hearing voices, had threatened to shoot up a national guard uh facility as well they're still looking for him uh right now okay just keeping an eye on that and you mentioned the story out of minneapolis city council candidate talking about white people and what they shouldn't talk about yeah zach metzger is a liberal candidate for minneapolis city council he was part of a mob of people that assaulted an old guy who was in his car he was trying to drive out of a massive street protest in favor of Hamas. Like this old guy is just in his car, and he's trying to get through. People surround mm -hmm. the car, and then he drives away, makes a U-turn. They're chasing him. They're you know banging on his car, banging on the hood, banging on the windows, all of that. Initially, one of the activists who was there said that he had a gun and that he fired shots at them. Come but on. there was no gun. There's video all over the place. There's there's no evidence that the guy brandished a firearm, much less fired it. Um, anyway, uh, he says he is really the victim in, in all of this, uh, and white people need to stop trying to tell people how to act. All right, let's listen to this. Is it only me, or do you find it frustrating when white people center themselves in movements, telling Palestinians how to fight for their rights, or black people how to fight their fight? These people may have good intentions, but when you're fighting for your liberation, you have to do it by any means necessary. And these Okay, all right. Yeah, I've had it with That's that. That's nonsense. Yep. Okay, you're, what, comparing blacks in America to Palestinians? Mm-hmm. Really? You're already booted out of the conversation as far as intelligent people go. That's ridiculous. What are you talking about liberation in the United States? What does that mean? And he means necessary. Sounds and you're like saying, a... well, when people break the law, yeah. white people shouldn't be able to say anything about it. Shove it. 
and say anything I want. And these white people that are centering themselves won't break any rules. They won't break any laws. And they want to tell us how to fight our fights. What does that mean, centering themselves? Uh, I, I think what he's saying is sort of telling people how to how to act and putting yourself in the middle of the situation or something like that. No, I can't speak for the guy that was driving through this mob, but many times it's people just trying to get home, and you're stopping traffic. Get out of the way. Well, it's also very threatening. Absolutely it is. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. You what have happened to people pull, pull you out of your car and beat sure. you? I mean, who knows? I have a white grandmother that's revolutionary and has amazing ideas, but she should not be at the front telling other people that are experiencing these traumas going through these battles, how they should fight or shouldn't fight their respective fight. Okay. God, this guy. One of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I think looking at what has come out of Minneapolis, the guy will probably get elected. Yeah, I, I think we can draw the line at, you know, murdering people. I don't know. That, yes. that seems like a pretty easy line to draw, regardless of your ethnicity, race, or religion. Yep. Totally agree there. Boy, these people are all over the place, aren't they? It's always amazing when they actually get elected. Very excitable, too, every time they talk. (laughs) It's very much so. All right. Rolling on with the show. Do this every day. Go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Uh, The Oregon State Board of Education last week voted unanimously to extend a pause on the requirement that 11th grade students demonstrate competency in things like reading, writing, and math. We'll pass you along. No big deal. We're not really going to count it. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Standardized tests still be issued, but the board voted to remove the standardized tests as a factor in determining whether students get their high school diplomas. Way to set them up for failure. Uh, Right. And students who fail to demonstrate proficiency in the essential skills will not be required to make up for it in their senior year. Now, there's an activist group called Oregon Moms Union. It's a parental rights group. Uh, The president of that organization, Mackenzie Pulliam, did an interview this week with uh, Fox News Digital. And I thought made a pretty good point overall uh, at this part. Okay. Part of me wonders is, you know, are they removing these standards so that it, it looks like students are actually doing better? Um, yep. They actually announced, I believe it was last year, that we had some of the highest graduation rates in years. Well, when you remove standards to graduate, it's really easy to show an increase in graduation rates. But that doesn't mean that those students are actually ready to go on to the real world and are going to be able to be successful when they get there. That's Talk all- to college English teachers. Because you look at freshmen now, they were freshmen in high school when COVID hit and everything got shut down and then just kind of got shoved along. The skills that would have been there are flat out not there. They'll tell you. (laughs) You're setting people up for failure. Like you failed them throughout COVID and you're continuing to fail them. Mm -hmm. But it looks good on an Excel spreadsheet. And that's really all that matters to bureaucrats and leftists is what does it look like on paper? Oh, and does it make us feel better about ourselves? Not whether or not it actually helps people. Well, you submit that, too, for all the federal funding you're going to get. Look, look what we're doing. Sure, Mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. Yes. All right. For what's your story, Scott, what do you got? Well, this time we go to Stanford University. The Students for Justice for Palestine at Stanford University, along with a couple of other student groups have now sent a letter to the administration demanding 
that the school acknowledge and condemn Israel's ongoing siege in Gaza as an international war crime. Better yet, the students demand 24-7 counseling by specialists in trauma-related mental support for refugees and immigrant students affected by the ongoing, their words, genocide in Gaza and confrontations with military occupation abuse. Of course, they are also demanding a safe space and counseling. One other thing they're demanding, this is my favorite of all, probably, Stanford Palestinian activists have released their list of the demands. We just went through those. Full round trip covered by the university upon the signing of a ceasefire for students to visit and grieve properly. I kind of like Ron DeSantis' plan better. Take any foreign national here on a student visa and deport them if they attend a pro-Hamas rally. Out you go. At least to go fund me. Help them get there. <laughs> yes. By the way, if you thought that was loud when Scott yelled, you don't have headphones on like David or I. <laughs> I apologize. I should have told you guys in advance, I guess. But I wanted to I wanted to make sure that everybody knew what the demands were. <laughs> we demand. <laughs> playing around anymore. We're demanding. Uh, I'm going to see this. I'm going I'm to go lighter note for my story for what's your story. New study. Maybe you're stressed out. Okay, maybe you're in some sort of pain. There's something that can relieve it. Listening to one of your favorite songs. Wow. That's, that's true a lot of times. I agree with that. Researchers had people listen to music while heat was applied to the inside of their forearm. <laughs> Not enough to burn them, just enough to hurt. Like, dang. <laughs> Said it was like holding a hot cup of coffee against your skin. Mm. Dang. That level, you're like, okay. It depends on what the cup is. Is it thicker? Is it thin? Right. Oh, so that, yeah, that can, can burn your hand a little bit. So each volunteer listened to various types of music while they did it. And most music helped on some level. They reported far less pain when they listened to songs they knew and loved. The songs they'd never heard before didn't help as much. Yeah. What I'd love to know is what about a song... They, maybe you hadn't heard before, but you really do like it. I would guess it would have the same effect, right? Yeah. Unless you're trying to follow along. I don't know. I think there's magic in the distraction of paying attention to something other than, you know, physical pain. I agree. You know what, man? And I suppose if they did this experiment, not just with music, but if you were listening to a conversation... Whether it be, you know, something good on a podcast, it could be ours, it could be whatever. I've done this a few times, and I'm not a cold plunger, per se. I'm not going to say, yeah, I do the cold plunge all the time, but I've done it. Did it again recently, where you basically get a tub full of water as cold as possible, and then you throw a bunch of ice in mm -hmm. there. You know, you're trying to relieve muscle pain or whatever, and plus there's other advantages to it as far as just mental alertness and overall well-being sort of feeling but it sucks there's nothing fun about it yeah and they tell you to start with getting you know a shower as cold as possible and standing in that for like 30 seconds and then you just sort of work your way up so i it's not like i have a cold plunge that i bought a real one or anything but i'll fill up the tub um and put ice in it but it's way better if you're listening to something, as you said, David, mm -hmm. that distracts you from it, and you're trying to focus on that. Yeah. Because if not, I'm a wuss with it.
I mean, the first 20 seconds, you're just breathing heavy. You, mm -hmm. I suppose I could take video of my face. I'd be so embarrassing. You feel well, like Yoko. Do something crap like that. That's why William Carrier invented hot water heaters, so we wouldn't have to do that. Hey. Once you get like a minute or two, it's it's sort of tolerable. Mm -hmm. You just sort of get used to it. You Dang. do feel better when the whole thing's done. I feel better taking a shower anyway. A nice warm shower. How about a, would you try it one time? No, I, no, I'm not. Why? I know the result. I don't like that. But afterwards, if it, the payoff was there, well being, and you're like refreshed, you're like, man, I feel good. I don't know, man. I hate being cold so much. Okay. Probably talk to your cardiologist before trying that. I was yeah, just going to say, yeah. you've had the heart attacks. That, that could be a bad, bad deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could restart something. Would you try it, David? <laughs> I've done it. And? I like it. Okay. Golly. It's refreshing. One voice on this show. I never thought taking a hot shower would be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI has a lot of dirt on Joe Biden. David has that story next. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David. So you say the FBI seems to have a lot on Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, you talk about a story that might be a little bit bigger, if not for all of the various crises at home and around the world. But uh, the FBI maintained more than 40 confidential human sources on various criminal matters related to the Biden family, including Joe, 
dating back to his time as vice president. That's according to information that Senator Chuck Grassley got his hands on. Wow. Line dog face pony soldier. Well, wow. the confidential human sources provided criminal information to the FBI relating to Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. Those sources were managed by multiple FBI field offices across the nation, including uh, the FBI field office in Seattle. But an FBI task force within the Washington field office sought to, and in some case successfully, uh, shut down reporting and information from those sources by falsely discrediting the information as... Russian disinformation. Oh, no. wow. The yeah. old familiar Russian disinformation. Yeah. Showed international average of pressure. Right. Hmm. At some point in time, this stuff is going to blow open. Yeah. You, you I know. mean, imagine if. Yeah, imagine if it all came out. And now everybody's distracted with so many things going on in the world. Yeah. But it did seem like for a second, dare I say, the walls were closing yeah. in. Well, the good we'll thing the good thing about the shenanigans in the House of Representatives is that it absolutely didn't take anybody's eye off the ball, did it? Of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's time to get back to work. Let's right. go. Uh happen to see this. They do it, I think, every year. Survey about phobias people have. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're up for it, we could make this into a game. We haven't had a game in a long time. Phobias there are a lot of of heavy stuff. I mean, sometimes games are fun. Yeah, let's do it. You up for it, Scott? I don't know. What do you have to lose? Come on. Nothing. Yeah, let's do it. It's game time. The champ, David Van Camp, the millennial. His reign has been going on for a while. But. Scott Robbins, always a gritty competitor, actually yeah. got a win within the last six weeks or so, and he's looking to get another win here. I'm like the little guy in the WWE that shows up to get his ass kicked in by the, <laughs> the headliner, you know. Okay. New survey, America's top phobias. What is the ranking? We have the top ten here. Mm-hmm. All right. We've probably got time for I don't even know if I know minutes. ten of them off the top of my head, so the names of them anyway. Way to start with loser think. Well, I'm just being honest That's here. awesome. David, uh, you're the current champ. I take it you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go with the fear of heights. The fear of heights. You know what that's called, actually? That's uh, acrophobia. Oh, okay. Yes. That is number one, in fact. Golly. Um, and that's a 10-pointer. Scott? Arachnophobia. Fear of spiders. That is number three, an eight-pointer. Well done. Back to David. Um... Fear of snakes. Yes. Do you know what that's called? No. Ophidiophobia. No. Oh. Yeah, that's number six. That is a five-pointer. Fifteen to eight. Back to Scott. The fear of uh, tight places. Confining. Hmm. What's the word I'm trying to come up with here? There's like claustrophobia. Yes, claustrophobia. Uh, no. Are you kidding me? But I'll go ahead and give this one away. There is a fear of open spaces that made the top ten. That was number three. Weird. Agoraphobia. Uh, Yours, no. It's not. not, Are you kidding me? No. I thought that was like one of the big fears of everyone. No, I don't have it here. Gosh dang it. Sorry. Back to David. God dang Um, Fear of uh, speaking in public in front of a crowd. Speaking in. 
Yes, as a matter of fact, it is in there. Talkophobia? No, that is glossophobia. Mm. Fear of public speaking. That was number nine. That's a two-pointer. 17 to eight with less than a minute to go. The pressure's on, Scotty. What do you got? America's top phobias. Ah, boy. Uh, Three-hour show. Okay. Fear of animals. Dogs. Fear of animals. Yeah, getting mauled by an animal or something. Uh, And that's the game. Now we had social phobia, fear of social situations. The fear of death. That's thanatophobia. The fear of needles. Trypanophobia. Uh, fear of failure. Atikophobia. And what was the last one? Oh, trypophobia. Where was transphobia? I hear that's, that's really game. sweeping the nation. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As of right now, the search still on for the gunman in Maine, David. Yeah, the suspect's name is Robert Card. Uh, apparently was an Army reservist and has been for about 20 years now. Uh, also had some sort of psychological fracture a while back where he was hearing voices. He threatened to shoot up a National Guard uh, facility. And now police say that he is the man who murdered 18 people at a bowling alley and a restaurant in Lewiston, Maine. Um, so they're they're still looking for the guy uh, as we speak. You've got schools on lockdown or schools not even holding classes today. Multiple businesses uh, in the area closed down because, I mean, they, nobody wants to uh, wind up being in a situation where you're confronting him in a public place. Right. Makes sense. All right. We'll keep you updated on that. Meanwhile, you may have heard the Israel Defense Forces release some raw footage of these Islamic terrorists they interrogated uh, following what happened on October 7th, just butchering of people in Israel. And when you see this footage of the interrogation of these people, it shows their faces, names, and rank, again, of these captured terrorists. And some of this is brutal. I didn't take all the brutal parts, but to give you an idea of what they were saying, when Hamas went into Israel on October 7th, you know, sort of what was the goal? I think we understand what it was, but this is in their own words. The orders regarding civilians was killing the men, capturing the women, the elderly, and the children. Cleanse the houses and kidnap as many as possible. In Gaza, whoever brings the kidnapped or captures gets a stipend, an apartment, and $10,000. They took out a young girl, about 15 or 16. The young girl stood, and they took a selfie with her. Some of them said to shoot her. Others said, don't shoot her, kidnap her. I shot an old woman. We set a house on fire, two houses on fire. There was a body on the floor near the door of the house with two to three bullets in the head. The head was exploded. 
there were bullets in the chest at the top. I, yeah, I apologize for the brutality. Jeez. But it's like this reminder for where we're going with the next story after this. Yeah. I shot her in the back. The battalion commander says, kill, stomp on their heads, chop off their legs. Hamas became ISIS. ISIS burns, beheads, and butchers. Hamas became ISIS. It's things a person doesn't do. Beheading people, having sex with dead bodies, meaning the body of a dead young woman. Things like that happened? Yes. There's other parts that... Oh, boy. I guess some could argue that are more brutal than that, but it, you get the grisly idea for sure. And I think most of us thought after that information was coming out what happened, that the world, in a lot of ways, would sort of unite behind Israel. Yeah. A lot of sympathy. A lot of, hey, yeah. you know, understand you've got to protect yourselves. Uh, it's no doubt what Hamas wants to do. They want to wipe Israel off the planet. And yet it did not take very long. And that whole narrative went on a 180. Not with everybody, not with everyone's opinion, but as far as demonstrations in the street and mm -hmm. protests. And from what we hear, whatever's going on in the United States, as far as colleges and a lot of stuff going on in the bigger cities, it's in overdrive in Europe. Seeing a whole lot more of it. And it is this odd sort of thing in that a lot of these groups, um, was it gays for Palestine? Yeah. People like that? Like, you understand if you're there, they kill you. Look, the, the meme going around, it's uh, uh, they compare them to cows for McDonald's. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. They're chanting different things. Queer rights, trans rights. We say no to genocide. Queer rights, trans rights. We say no to genocide. We say no to genocide. Because queer rights, trans rights... They're aligning with the Palestinians. Yeah. Do they understand? No, I, that's no. weird. <clears throat> Do you, does anyone there actually think, you know what? Uh, I don't think they would support us like this. Actually, if we were there, they'd probably kill us. No? Mm -hmm. And then you wonder, okay, is this partially coordinated? Because you're hearing other things that really don't seem to make sense. Uh, this was also at that rally in New York. And we understand that Palestinian liberation is black liberation. All right, David, as a millennial, you got to help Scott and I on this one. No, it's, it's not, but this is what I was alluding to yesterday when the, the reason why the left really loves this whole free Palestine thing, it has nothing to do with Palestinians. It has nothing to do with Gaza and everything to do with this idea of fighting against quote unquote colonizers. Now they realize yeah. that no revolution again, which colonizer, by the way, is basically just Western democratic ideals. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what they're talking about. And, uh, it's all this, you know, sort of coded language right into this. Well, we're, we're fighting against colonialism or, uh, uh or fascism or whatever, however they want to frame it. So with Israel, uh, they see the actual chance to destroy 
a so-called colonial society. So they support the Palestinians. Because in America, they can't do it. They haven't been able to do it. Um, and there are not enough people that would take their side on it. So they take the side of the Palestinians. And again, you, you go through I, the, the whole, like, quote-unquote, queers for Palestine is always just kind of mind-boggling to me. Because I, mean, I thought it was a parody when I first saw it. Oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, that's kind of funny. But oh, that's for real? W- when they say it's black liberation, what, what they're actually saying is this is, you know, the Marxist ideal of destroying a capitalist Western right. society. Yes. So, you know, many wise people have said over time, you know, you look at someone that has completely different ideas than you, a different worldview. And as you're trying to find peace, you would find some sort of common ground because, you know, a lot of times you can find at least some common ground. I'm not talking about Hamas here. No. Talking about maybe people on the left in this country. Some things we can still agree on. And you wonder, is there? I give you this. I think we can sit and break bread with one Chris Cuomo. No. Oh, yeah. Then I bring it up. to say, Well, I'm just going to, in his own words, because he's got that gig at News Nation now. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'll just uh, roll this because neither one of you guys have heard it, right? Nope. Uh, no. Okay. Perfect. That's what I wanted. Roll it. America was asked by those in the region to exercise restraint after 9-11. Do you remember that? If you're under 30-something, you probably don't. Google it. College campuses weren't calling for a ceasefire the same way then. And America likely would have ignored it. Or, I'll tell you really the truth, and I don't like to say this, if these college kids had been mouthing off about we got what we deserved, the way they're saying about Israel right now, this would have been a very violent time in this country. Okay, stop there. That cracked me up because we just had that conversation yeah, the other day. We were just talking about it. People would have been in for a beating. It basically said the same thing. And thank God it didn't happen then, and I hope it doesn't happen now. I say this as a matter of fact and feeling. Remember, America went into the wrong country after 9-11 on bad intelligence that may have been faked and stayed after knowing they were in the wrong place. And if you think... The country would have tolerated support for al-Qaeda's actions, as we're hearing now. It would have been bedlam. Again, I've seen a lot of acts of terror. I've seen a lot of brutality. I've seen a lot of death. I've seen a lot of heads and things chopped off and burned and all the different things that you see in movies. I have never seen a group celebrate and enjoy what I saw with my own eyes that I hope you get to see as well. And the fact that it's being ignored here by so many, or rationalized by so many, is unbelievable to me. Especially younger people. I guess you're too young to remember what 9-11 meant for the next 10 years of our lives. Wow. Now there's still part of his oh, douchebaggery bravado in there. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that. But the idea is sort of the same. Like he can't believe what he's seeing. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of us of a certain age, particularly if we are over 30, and we all are, but it is it is stunning to see what you're seeing, to see people supporting an organization that parachuted into Israel and just wantonly just went through villages and, and areas and killed people. 
But the brainwashing but that's happened them. over time. And, and they try to differentiate between Palestine and Hamas, and well, you can't. Okay. Even if uh, part of these people are just, they feel bad for the Palestinian yeah. people, we're still seeing a lot of pro-Hamas demonstrations. Well, sure. That's what you can't. Well, I can't wrap my head around any of it. Right. Because what you're, you are pro-Hamas, you're pro-terrorist. Yes. You're pro-terrorist. No justifying I mean, understand that. that when you're marching around screeching. For things you don't even know what you're screeching about. It's just the hip thing to do. But the thing is, you know, there is a history there, obviously. <laughs> but if someone else is teaching your kid a history that you don't know is being taught, there's no way to correct it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of go on with your life. And then, you, you know, people are finding out, my kid was at that rally? What? Did you hear about the Jewish kid in New York that was actually at the pro-Hamas rally? He is in business with his dad. His dad booted him from the business. So I'll tell you what, seriously, think about what you just did. And get some history lessons, okay? And then come back to me. Until then, we're not working together. But a wild group of people that want us to have, you know, homosexual rights and trans rights and support Gaza or and support... Hamas at the same time, yeah. Open up your drag bar in uh, in Gaza. That's going to go over well. That'll be open about three hours tops, maybe. Okay, David. People in Chicago are ticked off. Uh, yeah. Uh, and part of the story here is there was a public meeting a couple days ago in Chicago about setting up a massive uh, tent city, and Brandon Johnson had the cops lock the doors. They said they had no more space, but people inside the public meeting said, no, there was still space. They just didn't want to face the opposition. Uh, This is a so-called migrant base camp on the southwest side of Chicago, uh, West 38th and South California Avenue, uh, that would house as many as 2,000 migrants. It's an 11-acre site. They're going over an environmental assessment, by the way, right now oh to make sure that they can goodness. actually do this. But it's a privately owned lot yeah. that the city is contracting with. And the, the older woman who represents that area says, no one talked to me about it. Well, no, you thought you knew how <laughs> this works. You don't know well, how this works. You're, just, you're setting up a giant homeless shelter uh, with people who don't speak the language. Nope. Who really don't have anywhere else to go. Nope. And it's not like the south side of Chicago has a whole lot of resources anyway or a whole lot of prospects for the people who are there legally. And those kids are going to be flooding your schools. Yes. It's not those kids' fault, but that is going to happen. We've seen it all over. Because our government won't protect the border because they're getting exactly what they want, illegal immigration. Wow. Oh, we still got to get to IBM hosting internships that bar whites. (laughs) Straight ahead. (laughs) 
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend the hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of racism out there. Sometimes not the racism people are thinking. Come on, man. IBM is called out. Saw this story at Daily Wire. Um, They're sponsoring at least two discriminatory paid internship opportunities. One that bars white and Asian applicants, and another that's only for women, with an exception. That'd be for men who identify as women. There we go. I knew that was I knew that was gonna be in there. You just couldn't leave it at woman, could you? Nope. So the story goes the two paid internships are held in conjunction with the American Physical Society. Sounds decent enough, I guess. Yeah. A nonprofit organization that says it is, quote, working to advance and diffuse the knowledge of physics through its outstanding research journals, scientific meetings education, outreach, advocacy, and international activities. Okay. Applicants must be female, it says, including all students who present or identify as women and or trans women. There you go. Uh, The description for the internship for underrepresented minorities asserts that applicants must be underrepresented minorities before listing off the approved racial backgrounds of African-American, Hispanic, or indigenous. There you go. So the professor at George Mason University's uh, School of Law, David Bernstein, uh, said uh, these internship programs clearly violate uh, Title VII as the statute does not allow for race or sex-based preferences for employment except perhaps as part of a bona fide affirmative action program initiated to redress past discriminatory policies. Even in such cases, 
Companies may not have a 100% quota based on race or sex for specific positions, including internships. However, what you should also know, as far as these internships do, uh, the application also says no citizenship requirement. Okay. Why would there be? <laughs> I, I, and I, any student who identifies as a woman and an underrepresented minority is eligible to apply to both internships. They didn't respond to a media inquiry from the Daily Wire. I, I, I'll just say this. They get around the whole discrimination on the basis of sex because they are allowing trans women in. And we all know that trans women are actually men. So they're but if not you're actually a man that says I'm a man, then you're host. Right. <laughs> God. What are we talking about? But what? If you're a man who says he's a man, you got no chance. Well, yes, I, but if you're a man that says he's a woman, you can get in there. Unless, of course, you're a indigenous or Hispanic man. Then you have a shot. But not at the women one. Not at the woman one, though. No. Well, yeah, that's true. Huh. You just end up scratching your head. I this d- is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, well, we're still uh, waiting for any updates out of Maine after a... A uh, gunman murdered 18 people in Lewiston, Maine. He is still at large, um, and authorities have not provided any updates as of right now uh, that I have seen. So we're still keeping an eye on that, of course, on that tragedy. Uh, and hopefully they'll find him soon. Okay. Um, something else we got to get to. You know, we've seen the different videos of demonstrations around the United States leave people sick to their stomach. Um, have you seen any of the videos of Jewish people just getting yelled at by people for being Jewish? This is awful. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Um, manhunt still going on for yeah. that shooter, the gunman in Maine, David. Yeah, Robert Card, who is the suspect in a shooting or a pair of shootings that left 18 people dead. Uh, he is still on the run or at least unaccounted for. His family has been telling some media outlets that they've been trying to get in touch with him. They've been texting him saying you got to turn yourself in they would not say whether or not they'd heard anything back from him um but uh as we're hearing more from people who knew him uh one thing stands out that something flipped in his head they're saying sometime around this past summer and he had to be hospitalized for several weeks in a psychiatric unit he was hearing voices had threatened to hurt uh fellow soldiers he's an army reservist um, and shoot up a National Guard facility, apparently. And so uh, there was certainly some troubling uh, things that he was going through and exhibiting in the uh, months leading up to this horrific event. So, we're again, hopefully they can find him. Um, but we're just kind of in a holding pattern right now, waiting to see uh, what the authorities say. Yeah. Man. It's been talked about, too. Small town. A lot of people know each other. Yeah. And you're not quite sure as what else is going on with that story, but keeping an eye on it for sure. Um, you know, one of the things 
lot of people are talking about is what they're seeing around this country with just anti-Semitism. And, you know, some people that are Jewish started, you know, recording it. And I've seen a number of different videos online. I don't know if you saw this. This is a mom of three in D.C. picking up two of the kids from school. She got one kid with her. She's on her bike. And she's asking this guy to move his SUV out of the bike lane so that she doesn't have to cross traffic with her kid. And he won't move. And he starts cussing at her. And so she starts recording him. And this is the conversation. Listen to this. All I'm asking you to do is move out of the bike lane. I don't care what you're asking. I don't got to comply with you. you no, of course not. But that's around. just the law. So go your ass around. It's not safe. I don't want to go into I the counterflow lane. Your life is not my concern. I don't give a bleep about your safety. Your life is not my concern. Dang. Oh, just wait. I understand that. I am, in fact. He just said, are you a Jew? And she said, I am, in fact. You can barely make it out when he says that. I am, in fact. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you was a Jew. <laughs> you people are the devil. Now we go. I knew it. You people are the devil. Whoa. You are the devil. Now we go. Hey, bro, get your chair, bro. She is trash. This is why you're doing this, because you think you're entitled. That's why you're doing this, because you think you're entitled. Ask the person in the passenger I was just to gonna, start recording. Yeah. Yeah. This guy wants to talk about entitled. Unbelievable. Again, she's just asking him to get out of the bike lane. He yeah. won't move his SUV. Wow. Piece of garbage. You know, and I, I think... We could be having a completely different conversation about this wave of anti-Semitism if it was like the occasional loon on the street like this. Right. The problem is, is that there's very little daylight, if any, between that guy and what we're seeing on campuses of elite universities. Exactly. Well, you think about that, because if you're paying attention at all, you follow this, you see all of these videos going on and you're like holy smokes and the reaction we have about every day is i had no idea especially jewish people saying i had no idea all this was around me oh no this many people that no. just hate jewish people and then you go back to the other day when a reporter asked kareen jean pierre hey as far as biden the white house you concerned about all the anti-semitism out there and you remember what she said? So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. Okay. Am I just missing that? Where is that at? And I know the next day she walked that back or did yeah, her best or to. Or tried to, yeah. It's, I mean, there was the one case of the landlord who went and killed yeah. uh, the child. I mean, oh, that, that evil was Muslim. And, and yeah, everybody condemns that, of course. Of course. 
But she says she misheard the question, except that's a lie because she starts off by saying we haven't seen any credible right. threats. But there are credible threats. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they, there are four or five that have existed on college campuses that we're aware of. Yeah. Well, oh, did you see um, there's a, uh, uh, after the Columbia University debacle, as well, which included professors, by the way, who were yeah. speaking out in favor of Hamas, who were saying they felt exhilarated <laughs> by the news right. uh, of all of this. There's a uh, hedge fund billionaire named uh, Leon Cooperman, mm-hmm. who's donated a lot of money to Columbia University. I think he's, he's an alum. And he was on Fox Business, asked about, what do you make of what we're seeing? right now on at places like Columbia University. Okay, roll it. I think these kids at the colleges have for brains. Would that be like manure for brains? That would be manure for brains, Okay, just making sure they're okay. That's where great thing. We have one reliable ally in the Middle East, that's Israel. We only have uh, one democracy in the Middle East, that's Israel. Okay, and we have one economy tolerant of different people, you know, gays, lesbians, etc. And that's Israel. So they have no idea what these young kids are doing. And that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. Now, the real shame is I've given to Columbia probably about $50 million over many years. And I'm going to suspend my giving. I'll give my giving to other organizations. Well, that's a sizable chunk of change. Yeah, sometimes fifty million dollars will get somebody's attention. I would think. Forget the amount of people that give that much money to some of these universities. Oh yeah, we've seen it all over the place, and they're like, "Yep, done." Well, David, you've talked a lot about endowments. Oh yeah, at universities. Oh no, I, I think the solution right now is that uh, we need to raid the endowments of every major university in America uh, to fund a one-time payment for the descendants of slaves. Yes, it's reparation. That idea from yesterday, and yeah, and now I'm I'm dead serious about it. That's meeting in the middle, isn't it? There's a compromise. You want justice for descendants of slaves? All right, you know Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia. Open up the pocketbooks. Your turn. That's hilarious. They will never part with no, that cash. No, because they're racist. They hate black people, and they don't really <laughs> care. They just like to use the so-called plight of the African-American individual in this country in order to, well, continue to churn out little communist revolutionaries. And raise money. Yeah, yeah. whatever's beneficial to them, I would say, mm-hmm. is what they're all about. Um, you know what? When you brought up this hedge fund billionaire, made me think of this piece I saw in the Wall Street Journal. And this isn't to alarm so much. Well, maybe. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I saw it and I figured you're listening right now. You'd find this interesting. It was the title of the piece. It's about 401ks. And it said, your set it and forget it made you rich. Because that's what we were all told years ago. And you put your money yeah. in a 401k, you just set it there. And it's going to grow over time. You're going to be fine. And then it says, no more, period. Stock and bond portfolios that have worked for the past 40 years aren't ready for what's coming. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that's more good news. <laughs> well, I'll just give you a little a little bit of what it says. For four decades, patient savers able to grit their teeth through bubbles, crashes, and geopolitical upheaval won the money game. 
But the formula of building a nest egg by rebalancing a standard mix of stocks and bonds isn't going to work nearly as well as it has. Now longer-term treasury yields have hit their highest levels in 16 years, causing their value to plummet. And stocks are expensive. So investors need to lower their expectations and play defense. And again, for some of us, like, okay, I'm just trying to use common sense with this stuff. Maybe some of it's above my pay grade. And maybe you're thinking, well, I can't always trust what the Wall Street Journal is saying. Just saying, if nothing else, if you're one of those people like, yeah, just forget it like they've always told me, you may just want to look at that again. That's it. Yeah. It said the summer of 2020 was the point when the classic set it and forget it stock and bond portfolio was as good as it got. And it's sort of been going down mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. So that's why boy that that just <laughs> boy with all the bad news out there, I start talking about people's money and all of a sudden the air went out of the balloon in this studio. Well, well I, just, I see oh, myself crap. at 75 being a barista. <laughs> well, <laughs> Got no that's, money. That's why you got to get smart like like me. I'm following the lead of uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and putting my retirement hopes on Werther's Originals. Okay. <laughs> David, that's a smart investment. I was thinking electric cars? No, the Werther's. Yeah. I didn't understand at the time, but I'm understanding now. Sorry, all of your savings got screwed. <laughs> you get some Werther's and a couple of gold bars from Menendez, you're in good oh, yeah. shape. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man, you know great buddy of mine has been in the realty game for a long time been really successful uh recently told me uh in all my time i've never seen anything like we're seeing right now as far as real estate goes uh, yeah I, it's a scary I, well, time the, the mainstream media is catching on i saw a couple of stories on this the other night <laughs> people are being absolutely yeah. priced out of uh, buying a home yeah they're usually the last to know aren't they well yeah or the last to catch on it would seem um, you know what? On electric cars, I'm going to get to another story coming up in a few that I think you'll find it the least interesting, maybe even comical. Something we touched on earlier, there's a list now, if you are a single person, um, the list of places women don't want to go on a first date. <laughs> this list goes up to 28 places. This is very interesting. Um, and this is from a place where you get a lot of great facts, and that's Bro Bible. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say you should not take a date to a chain, like a restaurant. I'd, oh, Mandy, why are you wincing at that, David? I well, I I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe the highfalutin lifestyles of the folks at Bro Bible, uh, maybe they can afford it. But I'm just saying, there's, I to me, I think it's a, it's a good test because you know if I'm going to take somebody out and I say, hey, we're going to be you know going to Chili's or or we're you know TGI Fridays or something. And she and she scowls at it. Well, that's a person I don't need to spend any more time on. Wow, you would say I'm a chain person. Well, yeah. I mean, no, it's just that's I don't a, think it's so much expensive. It's like more of a mom and pop kind of place, right? Okay, where it would be better for a date. I think is what they're getting at. Yeah, I see that. Um, I also mentioned uh, movies. You don't do that on a first date. Yeah, you can't really talk. You don't get to yeah. know anybody. I've always thought that. That's that's pretty true. Um, or watching Netflix at home, well, because that's code for something yeah. else. Well, yeah, I mean, you're asking first date. Come to my house. We'll watch Netflix. <laughs> okay. Also, not at the gym. Sweaty, gross. Yeah. Yeah, I've known people that have done it. Mm-hmm. Or go to a sporting event. What's wrong with that? I thought that'd be good, actually. I mean, if she likes sports. 
I don't know. This is yeah. women said they don't want to go on a first date. Yeah, it's no. just different. Yeah, maybe. I don't not. think that's all women, but some women. And if she doesn't, again, as far as David's creed there, then yeah. that tells you something. Yeah. Well, this one's already DOA. You can go to a hockey game and TGI Fridays. What? You don't want to either? <laughs> How about Netflix at my place afterwards? That's <laughs> <laughs> just interesting. It's good to do something on a lighter note every now and again. Okay. Um, do you know how much time Legacy Media gave to the pro Hamas squad? You'll find this interesting. Straight ahead. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I mentioned this earlier uh, real quick from the Wall Street Journal. The Toyota chairman, if you remember, he had talked about this a while back. Akio Toyota? Yeah. That's with a D, not a T at the end. Yeah. Toyota. Had said, everybody slow your roll on the electric vehicles. Okay, the hybrids are pretty much where we should be right now because you look at, you know, zero carbon, all this stuff. Hydrogen's a better way to go in the future, all things considered. And all of a sudden, it's like people were all in on Detroit with the electric vehicles. Yeah, but what's that guy know about cars? Right. I remember doing the bit and saying at the time, I think this guy knows what he's talking about. And everything he he said made sense. Well, this piece talks about, uh, well, he's having sort of an, I told you so moment right now. And he's not gloating. Um, All he said before was, you know, the whole auto industry should not 
put all their eggs in this basket. Okay, there's a lot of downside to this. Not to mention, it's not exactly green when you got a mine for everything for an electric battery. And now, as it turns out, there's been a big slowdown. Higher interest rates making, well, just more electric cars on the lots. It's harder to get rid of them. And now the latest sign that car companies are walking back their plans, General Motors and Honda said yesterday they're ditching a partnership forged a year and a half ago aimed at developing a line of lower-priced EVs. They had expected to produce millions of cars fitted with GM's Ultium batteries. This technology that GM has promoted as the mechanical backbone of its future EVs. But the execs have said developing more affordable EVs critical to broadening their appeal, but they're having a hard time doing it. (laughs) You're creating a market that doesn't exist. You're trying to. Yes. I mean, it's amazing to me. But, I mean, that's the thing going back to Akia Toyota. He was talking all about this two, three years ago. Yes. Saying here are all the challenges and here are the higher costs. It's It doesn't make sense. No. What does he know? That guy. Toyota. Oh, whatever. His, his family only started the most successful car <laughs> business in human history, but whatever. Yeah. And then that Elon Musk guy. I mean, we used to love those Tesla automobiles, but they turned evil because he bought Twitter. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and it's uh, it's about the tragedy in Maine. 18 people murdered in two different mass shootings, one at a bowling alley, another at a restaurant in Lewiston, Maine. Mm-hmm. And the gunman is still at large. The cops don't know where he is. Apparently, he's got family members texting him, trying to figure out, trying to bring him in. And it doesn't, it's gotten coverage, but it, this one seems a little different. And all I can wonder is like, okay, what is it that the people sort of on the inside know? Yeah, I don't know. Because just keeping an eye on news, there is a whole lot about Israel, the White House, different things going on. Usually when there's a shooting like this, it's maybe not complete wall-to-wall, but close to it. But you're not seeing this this time around. It is a little bit different. Um, I mean, you got this town on basically on lockdown and surrounding towns for good reason. Keeping an eye on that will keep you up to date. Um, as far as what's going on at the White House, uh, John Kirby, whatever his long title is, you know, oh, I, I security just advisor, yeah. secretary to the blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. He's a spokesman. Um, yeah, um, yesterday gave Biden an A plus for how he's handled the crisis yeah. so far. Uh, today he came out. Well, first he was reading from some notes, and he had these big thick glasses on that I had never seen before. Yeah, what was that all about? You called him Waldo. 
Yeah, I couldn't help it. I mean, <laughs> the reference a lot of people wouldn't get it was from the Van Halen Hot for Teacher right. video years ago. Yeah, he he looked like Waldo. Waldo. Sit down, Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. Is, Sit down, Waldo. He did look like Waldo. Exactly like him. Yes. Anyway, so he's out there. <laughs> and here's the question and answer, and you tell me what you think. And secondly, uh, the president's talking more about humanitarian pause and reviving the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. What's prompting this, this tone shift? So two thoughts here, Steve. For one, the, the president has never backed away or never stopped affirming the need for a two-state solution. Since coming into office, we've been working on that very hard. And I know it's a lofty goal, and it's taken a lot of people a long time to try to get there, and we haven't gotten there. But he's not stopped working towards that goal. And he still believes, as he said yesterday, that uh, when this conflict is over, that still has to be the, the goal we're driving to, um, a, a state for Palestinians that they can live in peace and security and, and, and justice. All right, fellas, the floor is yours. I mean, they, they had a chance. Israel was like, okay, you govern yourselves. Here's here's Gaza and all that good stuff. And then, well, rocket attacks commenced. Yes. The Palestinians elected Hamas to lead them. And Correct. Hamas is a terrorist organization. And on it goes yeah. until what we saw October 7th. And again, what can you refresh my memory? What is the stated goal of Hamas? Uh kill jews the extinction of israel i i I know it's a lofty goal but peace is what we're after here right dude well we've got decades of terrorism yes to back up that statement is ridiculous i mean okay and you are going to make deals with iran through all of this somehow that still you're thinking that this sort of diplomacy works with people like iran Okay, if just out of the goodness of your heart, the first time or two, you're going in with those intentions and you get burned, fine. But at some point, you have to understand what this is. That guy's just a weasel. You can never believe what he's saying anyway, if he really means that or not. Who knows? And then you have, David, a piece of audio from a White House economist? Uh, yeah, this is the uh, the head of the uh, NEC, the National Economic Council, uh, Lyle Brainard. Um, and she was asked about how Biden's been bragging about GDP numbers and whatnot, whereas in the same economic report that he's praising, it shows that people have dipped into their savings by something like $360 million. More and more people are dipping yeah. into savings to make ends meet because of inflation and the cost of you know everyday items like groceries, gas, and, and electricity, etc. Yes. And she says, actually... Americans have more wealth. What? Yeah, here's part of the question and then her answer. Okay, I can't wait for this. Give a message to Americans who are dipping into those savings to afford the inflation. Well, again, as I said, what you are seeing is Americans are back in the labor force in record numbers, much higher participation that was anticipated. and That doesn't matter. Would they stop that? Sorry, I don't mean to be ranting guy. Everyone's gone backwards Mm -hmm. to the average of $8,000, okay? 
You can talk about, you know, jobs, all that till you're blue in the face. That part doesn't change. People have gone backwards in the last few years. And higher than pre-pandemic. So they're at okay. work and that uh, is showing up also in the wealth number. So if you actually look what? at American households, median wealth in inflation adjusted terms, it's actually gone up since before the pandemic. That's a flat out freaking lie. Keep saying it. It's whatever. Whatever. I just keep saying it. Are there new numbers that we don't know about? That's a lie. Well, it just, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I'm just going to tell you, no, really, you're doing better. Right. No, but I have the facts and figures. I'm showing it to you. I'm eight grand behind. No, you don't. It was a couple of years ago. You're doing better. One, uh, there are a couple of things that play into this. One is that the super rich usually skew the average. Um, Yes. So when you're talking about household wealth and what goes into wealth, part of it is uh, estimated home values, tax receipts, et cetera. Well, in a situation where, you know, you have skyrocketing housing costs, your net worth, your wealth may not actually be very realistic. Because let's say you bought a home uh, in an area 15 years ago for $150,000, and now you look at your Zestimate and it's $300,000, well, your wealth didn't really grow that much because if you were to sell that house and try to downsize or move into another neighborhood, you're still actually going to be paying more than you would have uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, interest rate just went from, what, 3.25 to 8-something. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, a lot of people have just decided to sort of lock in where they are, even empty nesters who would like to downsize, would like to buy a cheaper house, but with interest rates where they are, and if you're in an area that's seen a boom and people buying homes, you're not going to actually save any money. There's, Or at least there's a good chance you're not going to save any money. Man, oh, man. And that's the thing. At least I'll speak for me, because, David, you've been around the news game for a long time. But, Scott, I think you'll relate to this, because you came from Top 40 Radio, and I came from Rock Radio. So you would, you know, you keep sort of an ear on news, but you got your gig, and you got your life going on, and you keep, you know, hearing snippets of news, but you don't have a total grasp, I guess, of what's going on. No. And so you'd hear somebody like this say, actually, you know, we're doing good, and you just take them at their word, because you're just this naive dope. Well, I just oh, think okay. I, I think Good. I'm I'm alone doing crappy. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm doing crappy. I, I guess everybody else is doing well. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I just assume I'm the one. I'm the guy. That, well, if it weren't for you, you know, we'd be much higher. You're dragging everything down, loser. That or what we heard just before that with John Kirby saying, you know, still going after that two state the solution yeah. piece there. Blah blah. No, you, that's not how it works. How do you negotiate with these people, John? <laughs> how do you do that? They're cutting heads off. How do you negotiate that? I don't know. Sit down at the card table with Biden warbling something? They're cutting heads off. Again, man, this was just a few weeks back What the atrocities that happened. Things like we never thought we'd ever see or hoped you'd never see. Yes. And then what's going on at these rallies? Well, I that, mean, it, that too. Yeah. Listen to the protesters that are out there. I don't think they're wanting peace. No. Let alone actual Hamas. We got dumb college kids saying they don't want any peace. They want Israel gone. The real Hamas, they certainly don't want peace. I, Wow, man. (sighs) Yeah. 
Yeah, does this sound like people that uh, want peace to you? On the count of three. And that's in the United States. Let's yeah. break bread. Let's have a sit down here. Two-state solution, huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Joe hasn't given up his goal of peace. I know it's a lofty goal. Yeah, I would say so. By the way, another clip. Did you hear the one where you got the rally going on in New York? The pro-Hamas, and it's the Jewish lady saying, I think a lot of these young people, like, their heart's in the right place. They just don't know. It's kind of heartbreaking. I think we have that role. I know that a lot of these people have good hearts, but they're like riding this wave that is not based on the facts of the history of this region. And it breaks my heart. Yeah. That was before this girl started yelling at her, you know, for being Jewish. Okay. On another note, there's a speaker of the house. We do have that going. Mm -hmm. His last name is Johnson. Yes. Yes. As soon as he was named Speaker of the House, the memes started. Uh Uh-huh. The jokes started. Yeah, like liberals are going to have to come to grips with Johnson. That sort of thing, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then this was later in the day yesterday. You had other things to take care of, Scott. All of a sudden, David says to me, are you familiar with the Johnson boat ads from the 70s? (laughs) I said, well, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And then you told me the story about it. Well, it's a, yeah, they're, they were selling outboard motors and boats and whatnot. And a bit more innocent time maybe in America? I'm not sure. Yes. Maybe a less horny time in America? I'm not sure. Although, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. No. But, but then he plays me the ad. It is one of the funniest things you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. You had it early. I think just... In these trying times, you need a laugh, and we should roll that out. You got your sunrise, you caught a prize, you, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites, you, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails, you, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights, you, your girl, and your Johnson. <laughs> Scott, you needed that You smile. and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Yes. yes. <laughs> if it was done now, there'd be a shot around a fire of tube and given the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously, I've watched that ad, I don't it's know, hilarious. probably three dozen times in the last yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Like walking around, <laughs> you, your girl and your Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights, you, your girl and your Johnson. That's right. <laughs> Yes, just keep those good thoughts in your mind. Golly. All right, news update straight ahead. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 
Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price. The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card. The longer that goes on, and the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can even delay two mortgage payments stretching your savings further call today 866-890-7811 that's 866-890-7811 or visit americanfinancing.net that's 866-890-7811 or visit americanfinancing.net nmls 182334 nmls the markley van camp and robbins show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins News update, David Van Camp. Oh, the Iranian uh, foreign minister speaking at the U.N. General Assembly um, tried to give a warning to the United States of America. Oh, really? As Israel is beginning its uh, ground game in Gaza uh, after airstrikes and strategic strikes on uh, Hamas uh, bases and whatnot. Right. Here is the Iranian foreign minister. We have always supported peace and security. But today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen, if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. Oh, if you had trouble hearing that, I did the first time around. It was... Uh, if the basically you won't be spared from the fire <laughs> it is okay. our home the Palestinian liberation movement Hamas is fighting the occupation and has a legitimate right mm-hmm. you know you put that mm-hmm. because I mean, that tells you everything you need to know they're not looking for any peace at all. They don't want Israel to exist. And we know they funded Hamas. We already know all this. And then you go back to what John Kirby said about he and Biden. This was less than a half hour ago. Two thoughts here, Steve. For one, the, the president has never backed away or never stopped affirming the need for a two-state solution. Since coming into office, we've been working on that very hard. And I know it's a lofty goal, and it's taken a lot of people a long time to try to get there, and we haven't gotten there. But he's not stopped working towards that goal, and he still believes, as he said yesterday, that uh, when this conflict is over, that still has to be the, the goal we're driving to. The peace. Yeah. The idea that Biden's working on anything you know, is laughable. It's a lofty goal for me to be, you know, point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, but I'm I'm working on it. Okay. Right. <sighs> you and Luca are working well together. Yeah. 
You're taking some tips from Kyrie? I am. What, are you working on your dribbling skills? Yeah. The guy from around just said, you're not going to be able to, whatever he said, stay away from this terror, the blood, whatever. It's just saber-rattling nonsense. Well, you just had the leaders of Hamas, Hezbollah, and Islamic Jihad meet in Lebanon. Uh, you know what I'm guessing they were talking about? You know what would be great? Uh, peace here. Let's just let Israel exist in this <laughs> right. land here. Hey, let's help out no. the Palestinians in Gaza. No. no. No, of course not. There's one goal. Wipe the Jews off the map. Well, that's why this is just so silly. It's just wordy. It's like you don't believe these Nonsense. people when they right. tell you who they are. Who knows? It, it's It's maddening, man. And... David, the story, as far as the United States, the Jewish students forced to take shelter. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It, it is It is absolutely mind-boggling here. Uh, this is at uh, New York City College. Um, what, what is it? Uh, yeah, the, the students actually had to shelter in place in the library because a bunch of people were chanting and pounding on the doors talking about intifada and oh from the river to the sea and all of this stuff for all those people let's start the gofundme ship them all there you can do your activism there good luck to you we want to help you realize your dream and you can help liberate mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes this is the markley van camp and robin show okay biggest story today uh biggest story today to me is just trying to you know keep an eye on what's happening in maine after the lewiston massacres uh, where a guy shot up a, a bowling alley and a, and a restaurant, and the cops haven't found him yet. And, and I wonder the numbers if were just... 18 dead, 13 injured. Yeah. Early last night, they were saying upwards of 80. Injured. So, I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're looking for anything positive at all, is the numbers came way down. I don't know how they were as high as they were to begin well, you, with. You can never tragic. trust the initial reporting on, on anything, no. any tragedy like this, because you just don't know. No. Okay. Got to get to another news update. And then, Robbins, you got your big three. Yep. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. All right. This is kind of an interesting update, something that hasn't been getting a ton of headlines with everything else going on in the world but sam bankman freed remember this is the crypto guy cryptocurrency dude who uh defrauded investors i mean by basically saying hey uh park your money with me i'll never use it to you know invest in anything else here it's safe with me Mm -hmm. uh except then he was using that money to prop up another hedge fund that he had going and he lost everything this was weird. Uh, he's on trial now, and he is insisting on testifying on his own behalf. It's one of those things. He wants to do it. He wants to tell his side of the story in front of the jury, and I'm sure that his, his lawyers are mainlining Maylocks right now uh, as a result of this. The judge overseeing the trial dismissed the jury, though, today. Okay. And he'll rule later on what they will and won't hear from him so he's testifying just to the judge why would the judge do that that seems very unusual to me i've never heard of that Uh, again i'm not a lawyer but i 
followed a lot of trials before. That just seems very odd. If it, if it, if the defendant wants to testify, then surely you let him testify in front of the jury like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, again, you've seen more of this than I. I'm just asking the question because the appearances are you're trying to protect this guy somehow. That's like, certainly what it looks like, yeah. Hmm. Well, he's a different guy. You can certainly say that on a number of different levels. A different guy. I mean, I'm being kind. Well, I was just going to say, it. freak. At the same time, I mean, he's hanging with Tom Brady and all these people. No, they thought he could do something for them, I'm sure. Well, yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, this guy, he's a genius. Right. You know, sure, a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the first guys we've ever known that has that kind of money, at least by appearance, and the hotties don't seem to follow. Uh-huh. At least with the one girlfriend. Not to be mean. I mean, just yeah. saying what everyone's thought. Put it that way. <laughs> I will never say what Robin said about her off air. Well, no. Come on. I'm sure she's lovely in her own way. Well, it was just an odd thing. And then did she flipped on him, right? Yeah. Yeah, she did. And well, kicked him under the bus after that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. He had no friends at the end of the day. Man, oh, man. Yeah, you run out of dough. You run out of friends. Oops. Okay. Well, I would ask for any other updates, but I think you have some more stuff, actually, in your trifecta, Scott. Do I? I think so. Well, certainly on the whole situation in Israel. I know. Yeah, I, I think that's one of your stories. I got one. Yeah, I got one story. So we'll just get right to it. Let's roll it out. Are you ready? One, one two, three. Look you it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta. His top three stories of the day. And you know who he's helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I'll tell you something here, man. Uh, we got World Series baseball on the way this weekend. I'm, Good. Letting, I'm letting you know early. So maybe you'll show up this time. I'm yes. so tired of it. You never do. I, I ordered more pizzas than I should have. Got you. And you never show up. I'm ready. <laughs> three. He's I'm, ready to go. He's on a schedule. Not committal, I'll tell you. Yeah, number three, uh, CNN uh, covered the statement of one of the hostages, one of the Israeli hostages, yeah. in a really... Uh, they took her out of context, one of the hostages that was released, and basically tried to tell the audience, you know, Hamas was really nice to her. Yeah, CNN gushing about how well the hostages are being treated by Hamas during their stay in the tunnels under Gaza. Um, Of course, we've learned, too, that they weren't treated so well. One woman could actually, the older gal said, hey, it was hell in there, right? But according to CNN, they're gushing over the conditions. They say these tunnels have ventilation. They have air conditioning. There's shampoo there. There's antibiotics. There were medics. That means they had tampons and things like that. Very posh. Call 1-800-HAMAS if you'd like to book your trip today. (laughs) Unbelievable. And I bring this up because of the media coverage has been, a lot of it's been nonsense like this. For whatever reason, why would you even report that? I mean, why would you even say that? What? Yeah, I think what is, the perha- what is the motivation for that? Because you know what you want the narrative to be. They're t- it's like a hotel? What, what's going on here? It's getting around to the narrative that Israel, they're colonizers. And the Palestinian people have been oppressed. I really thought CNN was going to stop this stuff, though, under new management. They just doubled down on a lot of this. 
No, I'm, I mean, I know it sounds kooky to some people. I'm afraid it's far more nefarious when you're talking about newsrooms and what's controlled as far as content. You know, as an extension to this story, too, um, there is a survey out from The Guardian, and we were talking a little bit about this. K-12 through education system, 63% of the United States, 18 to 39-year-olds, unaware 6 million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. How many? 63%, 1839. 23% said the Holocaust was a myth, exaggerated, or they just weren't quite sure. You wonder why we're Whoa. dealing with the stuff we're dealing with right now? Yes. Holy cow. Indoctrination. This has been going on for a long time. Wow. People, I don't think, knew it. Before we move off of that story, because, you know, you look at all these different news sources, and I'll see CNN. Did you hear any of the legacy outlets actually play audio from what Israel released as far as their interrogations with the terrorists that they captured? Some of it, yeah. You saw it like on ABC or NBC or CNN? No. Did they actually play the audio? No, I saw it online somewhere, another online thing. Okay. Because, you know, you would just wonder if they would put that piece. You know, Hamas treated this prisoner really well. Yeah, ventilation, air conditioning. Yeah. Along with that piece of what the terrorists actually said when they were being interrogated. Near the door of the house with two to three bullets in the head. The head was exploded. There were bullets in the chest at the top. I shot her in the back. The battalion commander says, kill, stomp on their heads, chop off their legs. Hamas became ISIS. ISIS burns, beheads, and butchers. Hamas became ISIS. It's things a person doesn't do. Beheading people. Having sex with dead bodies. Yeah. Meaning the body of a dead young woman. Things like that happened? Yes. Oh, but as far as the people we took captive, yeah. we're nice to them. Made sure the ladies had tampons. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and one of the ladies said, what it, What was the quote? It was, they treated us well in their own way. Yeah. But right before that, she talked about getting beaten with a crowbar. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting, man. But to report that. I know. It's something. Now, Jeez. on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, Texas immigration bill would allow local cops to arrest migrants. Yeah, this is interesting. The uh, Texas State House of Representatives passed three bills. Uh, they did it this morning, actually, intended to bolster the border security. One bill set aside a bunch of money to construct more border barriers and to increase the sentences for human traffic. The third one is known as House Bill 4. It would allow local police in Texas to arrest and deport illegal migrants. They are done with the federal crap. But totally understand. I'm beginning to realize it's time for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of people are in that boat. It hurts our blanking core, said one state rep in Houston. Republicans successfully ended discussion of the bill, and you don't understand that. You don't live in our skin. And that's what pisses me off. Say it again. You don't live in our skin. That's what he said. Hey, damn you. Yeah. Immigration bill. What skin would that be exactly, too, by the way? The skin of an American? Skin of a person paying taxes? What skin are you talking about? And the countdown continues. <laughs> skin that Casey's obeys the timing. laws? I don't know. Scott Robbins, trifecta. His top three stories of the day. And finally, one. 
Uh, this one's going to make me itchy. What came yeah, out of a woman's ear? Denise mm. Kelly, Farmington, Missouri. You been there, David? I have. Okay. She lives in Farmington. Posted a video of herself sitting at a doctor's office where she waited to be treated for something she claims was stuck in her ear. The nurse came in, took a closer look, mm. and went, hmm, uh, there's something in there. It appeared to be curled up in the back of my ear canal, she said. I was in tears. I was crying. I had no idea what was going on. I felt embarrassed. She squirted a bunch of water in there to try to get the thing out. And just as she was reaching to squirt more water into the ear canal, Mm -hmm. the object fell out of her ear. It was a very large spider. She said, I thought it was the tassels on the end of my comforter at first when I heard this thing rustling around in my ear. Tassels? She had tassels on her comforter, and she thought oh that's, that was God. the sound no. that she was hearing. <laughs> but the thing fell out on her, mm. and she screamed and went on the floor, and is crawling around the floor. The nurse gets it to keep it, and this is huge black spider shows up. Uh, yeah, you thought you had a bad day. She said, I thought it was just a normal little bug until I saw the dang thing jump out of my ear. Yeah, that... To me, that's like a top ten worst fear. Not Ugh. not a spider in particular, just some bug. I had read a story before going away to a, a camp oh, one no. time when I was in um, middle school. Yeah, and about a, a roach that had crawled mm-hmm. into somebody's ear. Mm-hmm. And then first night, no joke, I'm on the top bunk. I look up and there's a big roach, tree roach, crawling around the ceiling just a couple feet away from my head. I didn't sleep at all that. That oh, no, because buddy, I was like, no. it's going to crawl into my ear. I was convinced it was going to crawl into my ear. Dang. Okay, I'll, since we're just sharing, the ear thing would freak me out. Yeah. But somewhere in my mind, it's like somehow you can get tweezers, something, you can get that out. The bigger fear is something up your nose. Like a bug, something crawling up into your nose. Because then who knows where it's going next. Oh, Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, and there you have it. You yeah, end up enough. in your melon. <laughs> yeah. You've heard those and then, stories. And, and then, and then it's years later. You always fear like they're going to lay eggs in your ear or in your <laughs> nose. That's like you're going to be dealing with this forever. Who knows how long? Little baby spiders are being born in your ear canal. It's all going to be all right. God damn. Okay. News Glad update. I could bring you that story today. Them rods in the news straight ahead. Thank you. Fall is the most delicious time of year. From apple pie to Scott's favorite, pumpkin spice. But it's also the busiest time of the year. So this time around, get HelloFresh and treat yourself to the best of the season's flavors without the stress. HelloFresh does the shopping and planning for you so you can relax. Not only do their chefs create fall-perfect recipes to enjoy, all the ingredients arrive fresh and pre-portioned. So whipping up a home-cooked meal is very easy. And make sure to check out Fall Flavors, a new limited-time lineup of easy, autumn-inspired Eats from HelloFresh Market. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecued pulled pork nachos. And just as always, everything you need to get cooking quick is delivered right to your door. How easy is that? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping. With code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. That's code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. 
But the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. No, it just occurred to me uh, that this is the one-year anniversary of Elon Musk taking over Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. And uh, it's been shared now. MIT Technology Review. Here is how This is what they wrote uh, a year ago. Here's how a Twitter engineer says it will break in the coming weeks. One insider says the company's current staffing isn't able to sustain the platform. Yeah, because he fired a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Remember all the dramatics about how, you know, this was the platform was essentially dead. Everyone was going to go to what were those others? It was like Mastodon and then Facebook oh, right. came out with threads and oh, yeah. like Mastodon. It turns out that that one or there was another one as well that it like just had pedophile a, central right yeah a ton of kitty porn on there Ugh. yeah that was that was a low moment for a lot of people i think who were high and mighty saying well i'm not doing this twitter thing anymore i'll go to the place where the pedophiles are <laughs> that's odd it's mm-hmm. really weird i hope there are a bunch of people on x formerly twitter of course that will remind them of their hot takes a year ago that's hilarious you know, before we get to Nimrods, I got, I think, kind of a cool story that you would dig. You guys do play the lottery, and I'll never play it. I think it's a waste of money, and you're like... Yeah, occasionally, you, not a lot. You got to play, right, if you're going to yeah. win. Well, this guy won back in 2010. He was a construction worker in England, and he got to retire at age 47. Wow. You know what The one of the first things he bought? No. Pool table. Always wanted a pool table. Uh, that's yeah, nice. So now it's 13 years later. He's about to represent Team England in the European Pool Championships. Damn. Yeah. Well. got really good. Muscle memory. How about that? Yep. All right. We got to get to Nimrod. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Uh, We start in Florida. 23-year-old flight student arrested after vandalizing 10 planes. According to reports, he became angry when instructors wouldn't let him fly by himself. So he went on a rampage. Well, he was caught on video going from plane to plane causing damage. Like major stuff like damaging the throttles. Planes have been grounded until mechanics can assess and fix everything that he messed up. Uh, The FBI is looking into this. Student is from India. Um, and they're looking into it because this involves aircraft. Makes sense. 
There's no evidence the vandalism was meant as an act of terror. Seems like he was just throwing a fit. Some people said pouting. Pouting goes to another level here, I would say. Pouting is like, oh, that make me mad. Right. No. The guy paid $50,000 to the school, and he allegedly told investigators that he was trying to get revenge by causing more than $50,000 in damage. Like, you took my money, I want to fly. Wow. It looks like uh, this is going to cost the flight school 120 grand, so it was more than Whoa. double that. Yeah. Dang. Pretty crazy. And then, oh, man, for some people, I'll wait on this one until the very end. We go to California, Santa Rosa. A guy was caught riding around in a bicycle. He was selling ice cream and snacks. Like, oh. He was also selling cocaine and meth. Well, well you know. He got busted for that. You got to diversify. That's right. Bit. And then, did you see the picture that went viral? Social media? The Taco Bell employees? Have you heard of this? Oh, no. Yeah, this was in Indiana. Here we go. It's a worker giving another worker a haircut in the kitchen. Mm. Yeah, see? Yes. And so, oh, boy. Um, One of the former employees, I guess the one that took the pick, is talking to local media about it. Mm -hmm. And they're giving details on the health department investigation to this. Yeah. But obviously, that's going to hurt business. You don't want to think about that. I mean, it's not exactly the Perry Taco you're looking for. Taco Bell and Snip. Ugh. No, thank you. Perry Tacos. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not from the bell hole. No No, no thanks. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the News.